We're talking about interpreting soil samples and addressing your biggest limiting factor. Temple Rhodes, extreme ag guy from Maryland and I are going through this. You know what? We always talk about get your soil samples, do your soil samples. I got soil samples on my farm and I'm not even sure I completely understand how what to do about it now. You do though. <laughs> when you get all this information, then what? Talk about that. So our soil samples are a little bit different. One reason that we have to take we have to take soil samples every year is because we have to turn them into the state of Maryland. And by our soil samples, once they're read, they give us our recommendation of what we can and can't put on it. Yeah, so we've so addressed we have this. to read it a little bit differently. We've addressed this in different recordings. If you're a listener or viewer, you maybe have seen this. Temples in the Chesapeake Bay watershed, which was at the very forefront of this situation where environmental regulations came to the farm. Hey, we're getting too many phosphates down in the bay. You're going to do this. That was like 30 years ago. So you have a, a, shall we say, a little bit different understanding of interpreting soil samples because you're being told, hey, do this, don't do that, or you can't do this or that. Yeah, so I look at soil samples. So when we get them back, and we know that we can't put on the stuff that we need to put on. So we need, to, we know we need a spoon feed, right? So we combine our soil samples with what we don't have in our soil, and we try to address some of those things by some micronutrients a lot of times, right? So we'll take that and wrap them in with our tissue samples that we took last year at a certain stage and try to get it in front of it the very next year. So it's it's like a it's a stack of data, right? Mm -hmm. And we're not reading all of our data all the time. And I told you many times that data hides money. Mm -hmm. And if you learn the data and we learn and we stack them up and we calculate all those points, we can get to a different value. And it's and it's all about soil samples just another thing that we can that we can utilize. But people use that and tissue samples. You can really you can gain a lot of ground and you can find a lot of these things when people talk about you know foliars and you know and furrows and different things that they're using well they're probably not using them in the right way first of all and you need to learn how to address the problem that you really don't know that you have so when i get a soil sample and the average farmer gets a soil sample and we're no way being judgmental they look right at the the, the macros and yeah. k then take me from where does temple go from there so we look at the macros too obviously and we're looking at that and we're looking at that at our ph in our soil right we're paying attention to that because none of these work without the right ph right so by the way, you're the, your Sendit twin, Chad, went on about that in a different uh, video we recorded. And he said, if the pH isn't right, it don't matter. That's how he said it. It's pretty much it's a little different accent. Yes. Yeah, a little different accent. So um, that's right. So you got to look at all of those things, but then you got to start to look down at your miners and know what elemental keys that you can look at and you can say, hey, look, this is th this is what I'm continuously low in, and how do I get in front of it? Not only do you need to look at that, you need to balance your, your soil. And we balance our soil by really paying a lot of attention to our base saturations. When you look at your base saturations, there's ratios in there that need to be addressed. And when you learn those ratios that need to be addressed, you can start to figure out where you can plug and play those things. Because for me, I have to plug and play the entire season and spoon feed it because I'm only allowed a certain amount of you know nitrogen and fire. Right, yeah, by, by, by the state regulatory right. environment, uh, environmental rules. Uh, something that we've addressed, and I think it's worth addressing again. Kelly said, Kelly Garrett said on a panel, I'm not sure there's a thing called a depleted soil. I think there's a lot of out of balance soils. And we talked about that with your Cinda twin, Chad. When you look at that soil sample and interpret it, is it balance that maybe was your limiting factor? I don't think that it's, it, it is balanced. So the first thing you need to key on is, is you got to get the balance first. And that, that starts your, your whole system. You know, okay. we're 
building a factory, this is part of your factory too. This is your data point factory. So you have to build that first. And once your balance gets to where you are, and then when you start to want to achieve higher and higher yields, you got to start looking at the miners. What miners am I not getting in at any key time? You can call them miners. You mean micronutrients? Micronutrients. Okay. And so the thing is, what's what's the overlooked one there? I mean, I didn't even know. So I didn't know boron was so, so important so until the, I joined these guys. So I can. So everybody always asks that question. You know, what what micros can I use? You know, is it this micro pack? Is it that micro pack? I can't tell you that. Only you can do that. That's where the data is hidden. That's where the money is hidden in the data, I should say. So if you use your data from last year, mm -hmm. like for example, I'm gonna give you this example. This is a really easy one. So the early growth soybeans or corn, the very early growth, you cut off the whole plant and you the tissue sample. Stuff it in a bag, they grind it up and they'll tell you what it what it's depleting in at that point. Use that next year for a customized, you know, micro pack, not a customized micro pack, but look through the micro pack and find the elements that it's lacking in. And then you can get ahead of that curve. So again, remember what I said, proactive, not reactive, yep. but that's being proactive. You know when you're soil type what it is. So because you farm across the ditch from me or across the hedgerow from me, your program sets you up for your plant to be very different than mine. I have a different program. So everybody's micro pack is going to be very different what they actually need. That's the key to getting micros to actually work for people. Whether it's a foliar spray, whether it's a R1 spray, or whether it's an infura spray. Answer All these me. things can work. Answer me this. When we said we're going to, in this recording, address addressing a, a limiting factor, give me an example of a limiting factor you discovered a year or two or three ago, and you said, man, I never even thought of this, and now I realize that's holding me back, where you corrected it. Okay, so uh, I used these data points, and I went back years to figure out exactly what they were. I've had the same similar program, not really changing my fertility. We've changed other things, you know, whether PGRs or whatever. So how I found out was what I, what I did. And one of the things that I found out, you know, cold, wet soils, you're always going to be phosphorus deficient. So you can get ahead of that by putting a micro pack in there, has a little bit of phosphorus in it. You know, um, that time of year, what are you lacking on? What are you lacking on? Have you had a bunch of rain? Yeah. You know, have you had, you know, your soil type is a certain type. Um, in my particular situation, I'm always low in manganese and magnesium, MNMG, right? So I have to choose a micro pack that has that in there yep. and I can get ahead of that curve because it always went down that line just like that. And, and the person listening here might say, oh, manganese and magnesium, we don't think that's a problem. Maybe it is, but they might have a completely different set of circumstances. Here's where these, those two key elements can be a problem, actually all three. So if it's cool, yep. you're low in phosphorus, it needs energy at that point. Phosphorus drives energy, right? That'll help it get through that. That's why when you get cool, wet soil, your plant always turns purple, even though you have phosphorus out there. You're not taking it up at that point. And you go and you talk to your agronomist, and he's like, just got to wait because we need some heat. Mm -hmm. We need some sun. And he's right. So he just gave you something. So you need Or she, heat. by the way. Or she. Lots of yeah. girl agronomists. That's right. Two of them right here so, that are liquid. That's right. So um, when you get to that point, you yeah. got to. So he just told you something. Sun. So photosynthesis, right? Well, the two key, one of the two key elements of that is magnesium and manganese. And I'm always low in them. So planting early, you can get ahead of that curve by doing that. And in my soil type and my program, not just my soil type, but my program, I'm low in them. So I'm getting ahead of them by putting them, put them in furrow. I'm putting them in the furrow. I Which I'd say in the ditch. Yeah, in the ditch. Well, because he can't say in furrow. He says in furrow. In furrow. In furrow. Um, we're talking about addressing your limiting factor. Every
every soil has them, right? That's right. And it's not, and no, nobody's making a judgment here. But once you address them, by the way, when you when you look at the manganese and magnesium deficiency that you address head on, payback, big payback. Like this, like, this like is bushels and bushels. This, this is when you start to see guys trying to push um, high yields and irrigation and stuff like that. Or if you're in an area that you generally get rainfall, we have some our dry land doesn't get a lot of rainfall. But this is how you curb a lot of things. We you start at the beginning of stress mitigation. Yep. So you that micro is a stress mitigation tool as well. Yep. You talk about all these other things that are stress mitigation. That is because building that factory and yep. being ahead of that, that's part of your stress mitigation. You, you're setting up your factory. I like it that, you know, there's probably folks saying, wait a minute, when I say limiting factor, it doesn't mean you're not getting a yield. It means you might be just holding yourself back from a big yield. What are we missing? It could be a small thing. In your case, Very small, small micronutrients. Very small. Interpreting the soil samples and any way to address your limiting factor. His name's Temple Rhodes. Uh, he's from Maryland, and he's going to be having a field day with AgroLiquid in August. So stay tuned at the Extreme Ag website because we're going to promote that. We want people to get there and learn how to address their limiting factor. It'll be August 22nd. August 22nd at Temple Rhodes Farm in Maryland. If you are nearby, we'd love to see you there. I'm going to be there. My name's Damian Mason. He's Temple Rhodes coming at you from Commodity Classic talking about how to improve your soil, addressing your limiting factor so you can make more money. Because that's what we do here at Extreme Ag is help you make more money, more yield by addressing issues that you didn't even maybe know you had. Until next time.